Hello and welcome to another edition of Defending the Den. I am Scotty Waz. How are you guys doing? Hope you're well. And uh, what a weekend it was. Huh? First trip up to Johnstown. Some uh, wacky things are happening. Uh, we'll get to all that here in a bit. Maybe some stuff a little later. Who's to say? Uh, but let's get to the matter at hand. The first meeting between the Johnstown Tomahawks and the Maryland Black Bears, a, a, a feisty rivalry, if ever there were one, and uh, one that's always, in the la at least the last couple seasons, always been tight. In the first few years, obviously, Maryland is an expansion team. Um, kind of get railroaded every now and again. But as of late, like these games have been super competitive and have a very playoff vibe to them every time these two teams meet up whether it be uh, at Ice World, whether it be at Johnstown, whether it be in the in the uh, Piney Orchard. Always something between these two squads. And, uh, yeah, always a fun watch, if not a nervous one, if not a frustrating one, if not an intense watch, to say the least. But we'll get to game one of the weekend, Friday night. Uh, Black Bears taking the ice, and it was a, a bit of a rough start at the uh, at the start of it. Maryland just didn't seem to be able to advance much out of their own zone. A lot of the breakout passes were not as crisp as they would want. Um, a lot of the play in the neutral zone was kind of a little bit sloppy, not too much in terms of, of shooting in that first part of the period. Couldn't get it down the ice unless it was an icing, and that was a big thing too. Just a lot of icings for Maryland trying to hit the home run pass uh, to break whatever forecheck that Johnstown was throwing at him, which was a very aggressive forecheck at that. So a little trouble in the first half of the first period. William Hackinson had to come up uh, pretty big in that first part uh, with the defense unable to move the puck too well. And uh, a little bit of an issue after the mid part of the frame as Johnstown strikes first. Just a situation where the Black Bears just in transition, trying to stop the puck. They were getting a little better defensively as the period went on, but they they deflected a pass that uh, Johnny Yalicki had, and it just kind of sat there. Guys just flew by it, just couldn't get a handle on it. The bouncing puck was a, was a thing, and then Drake Albers of Johnstown gets it, rips it home past Hackinson, and Johnstown up one to nothing. Maryland did get better offensively. As the, as the period went on, getting a lot more shots, actually out shooting Johnstown in the first 10-7, to but nothing to really show for it as they go into the intermission down one nothing. The second period saw what we have come to see with the Maryland Black Bears, a solid offense that takes control and, and takes pacing, and a defense that stands teams up the blue line. And the Black Bears kind of just did that. They uh, were able to keep Johnstown at bay, keep things out of the zone. William Hackinson had a, a fairly easy and light second period, only facing four shots. Um, and Maryland's offense kept going. They kept pounding the uh, pounding the rock, as as some people say, and uh, getting shots on. Uh, Alec uh, Rajlin Sharp, however, he was solid in net for, uh, for the time for the uh, Tomahawks, and Black Bears couldn't solve them, couldn't find anything to solve them, even though they fired 10 shots at him again that period. It was still one nothing Johnstown going into the third. And sometimes you got to create your own luck. Sometimes you got to just throw stuff at the wall and hope that it sticks. And in this case, it stuck really well, uh, much to the bewilderment 
of the Johnstown Tomahawks and their fateful in the first Summit Arena at Cambria County Memorial Coliseum. That throwing of the wall was Trey Scott, who at the center line on a dump and change threw a backhand into the zone. Harmless, nothing, nobody really thinking much of it. And for me watching at home, not knowing that the goal lights are just a neon beer light behind the nets because finances, um, it, I just thought a strobe was going off and something hit the ceiling and everyone was just kind of stopping because they're retrieving a puck. Little did I know that Trey Scott actually buried the puck in the net. I saw the score change to 1-1. One to one. I wonder when the hell that happened. But next thing you know, Trey Scott gets his first as a Black Bear. Brandon Piku getting his third assist. Jesse Horacek his ninth of the year. And we got a tie game, 420 into the third period. That's when the Black Bears started to get things going, started to get things rolling. However, a couple of penalties here and there kind of stymied a little bit, but their penalty kill is killer. And it'll start off with uh, Hackinson stopping the puck, getting it out to Stannert. Uh, Stannert, Braden Stannert, just coming up the ice, coming up that left wing, finding Dimitri Kibru, striking on, uh, streaking on the other side, and he strikes for his 11th of the year shorthanded. Stannert gets his second assist. Hackinson, goalie, getting his second assist of the year. Black Bears up 2 to nothing. Maryland gets a power play. Uh, at the uh, seven, uh, no, 6.57 mark of the third period. And next thing you know, the power play starts clicking. There it is. Brad McNeil finds a loose shot in front from Brandon Piku. He'll stuff it in the net for his third of the year. Piku, second assist of the game, fourth of the year. Sean Kilcullen getting the secondary assist for his 11th assist on the power play. Maryland up 3-1. Three, three goals in the third period so far. Then things got a little wacky. Dimitri Kibru and uh, Tyler DeRocher, uh, they both get a roughing minor and unsportsmanlike misconduct for a fracas at the uh, referee scorer's table, and they will get the gate for that. Then the last two minutes of the game got really clown shoes. First, it starts off with Drake Albers uh, throwing it from the side of the net and redirecting off of Hackinson and in for his sixth of the year, second of the game. That pulls Johnstown with two within one. But 20 seconds after that, uh, the cycle game starts to work a little bit. Jesse Horacek drops it off for Adam Shankula. Shankula drops it off for Brayden Standard, who, while falling down, gets his first as a Black Bear again. Uh, and Shankula gets his fifth assist. Horacek, his tenth assist. The Black Bears are up after 20 seconds of being uh, up two after 20 seconds of being down or up only one. 20 seconds after Stannard's goal, Zach Albin gets in on it. He comes down the wing, just puts one over the top of William Hackinson. 4-3 to three with a minute 4 remaining. But Maryland was able to stymie uh, the Johnstown offense. Hackinson deflecting things into the corners. Uh, the team just pinning against the boards, killing the clock until the, uh, the horn sounded. And the Black Bears take game one. Four to three. Hackinson with 19 saves in the victory, and the Black Bears push themselves to 13 and two on the season. And another fun, thrilling game between these two squads. Again, if not nerve-wracking, especially in the end when you have uh, three goals uh, between both teams in a span of 40, uh, yeah, 40 seconds. That's exciting fire wagon hockey there at the end. We fast forward to Saturday. 
because uh, that's how we work things here. That's how dates work. That's how calendars work, is my knowledge. It's what I learned. Um, Black Bears getting off to a quick start, a much quicker start than they did last time, so much so that uh, Zach Albin drew a high-sticking double minor on Braden Stannard 45 seconds into the game. Uh, 51 seconds into the game, the power play struck for the Black Bears. Guess who? Dimitri Kibrew. His 12th of the year. He gets a nice little setup from Luke Van Wy. Rips one home uh, for, like I said, his 12th of the year. Maryland up one nothing. Luke Van Wy and Brad McNeil on the assist, both their ninth of the year. Maryland kept striking. Maryland kept going. They get that fast start, keeping Johnstown out of the zone, uh, only giving up three shots the entire period. And then Christian Catalano. A nice little shovel shot. A pass from Sean Kilcullen at the top of the circles. Gets a little one-timer shovel over past uh, Matt O'Donnell for Catalano's 11th of the year. Kilcullen, his 12th assist. Trey Scott gets his second assist of the year. And the Black Bears are up 2 to nothing, which is how it will be going into the first intermission. Maryland again. Kind of putting a little stranglehold on the Johnstown offense in the second period, uh, keeping them out of the zone, making sure that they're able to, uh, you know, get the uh, get things going on their own. A little bit of penalty trouble getting into the second period. Maryland takes four penalties in the entire period, uh, two back to back, and then one later in the frame. And after that last uh, last penalty, with 124 left in the period, Gabriel Lund uh, coming down the. Uh, coming down the wing on the back door, pops one home for his first of the season. Johnstown gets within one late in the period. Then things got a little iffy. The demons from the first half of the first period struck again in the third period for the uh, Maryland Black Bears as defense had a bit of a struggle. The defense started to not be able to get things out of the zone. The passes weren't crisp. The breakout passes kind of got turned over. Um, Not a lot was happening in the neutral zone it's amazing that the black bears registered 11 shots uh, most of them towards the end of the game but uh you know they just seen that they could not get it out of their own zone and it started with uh, the william lawrence gold william lawrence uh he uh he of a maryland descent as well so a marylander scoring on his uh his nehl team probably not his nehl team but an nhl team out of his hometown um he struck. He struck just because he was streaking through the uh, the slot unmarked, and he was just all alone. And pops it home for his first of the year, ten oh eight into the third period that ties the game up. Then, with under five minutes remaining, Drake Albers, uh, who was a black bear killer in this one, I think gets a stick on it. There's a lot of traffic in front. Jack Wenicky, who played solid when he was called upon in the first few uh, few uh, frames and even in the third period, when knew, knowing when to settle things down. Uh, he got bumped in the crease a little bit. I don't know if uh, if the refs saw that, if they cared, if they thought a Maryland guy bumped him instead. But either way, Albers gets his uh, seventh of the year, and Johnstown goes up again, 3-2. to two. Uh, And then, less than a minute after that, 50 seconds to be exact, uh, Tyler Schenervert, uh he gets a redirected shot in to make it four to two, four unanswered goals for Johnstown. And Maryland gets a penalty late, almost kind of killing that momentum that they need to get uh, to uh, tie the game up or attempt to tie the game up. But 
They, uh, the Black Bears do respond shorthanded with the extra attacker on as Caleb Thiessen loads up a nice little shot for himself, a laser through the five hole. His uh, second of the year, Luke Van Wy, his 10th assist, Brandon Piku, his fifth assist, uh, just as the uh, penalty was about to expire. But that would be the closest the Black Bears get. They drop this one 4-3. Uh, Wenneke with a 15-save performance. Uh, not really indicative of his play. He played very well in this game. Uh, just not a lot of shots seen his way. So it doesn't look all that great. But the Black Bears drop this one, and they uh, have to settle for a split in Johnstown uh, proper. So that's where we stand for this past weekend. Uh, looking at the standings, 13-3-0, still top of the charts for the East Division. They are nine points clear of Northeast Generals, who have one game in hand. Johnstown still five games behind uh, Maryland. Maine, six games behind Maryland. Maryland, the only team in the East with 16 games played. They do have a bye week coming up here uh, at the start of November. Uh, they're, Wyclef's coming to town. He's back finally, so... Maryland has to celebrate, and I see why they should. Wyclef is great. But in any case, Maryland nine points clear of uh, Northeast in second. They're 12 points clear of New Jersey, and they are 16 points clear of Johnstown at this point in time. So Maryland doing pretty well, 8-2-0 uh, in their last 10. Uh, great start for this team, and uh, I think this is a, a very solid team, a very determined team. Uh, you know, I think in teams in years past, if they would get scored on four times, the floodgates would open. This team kind of bared down, stuck to the plan, got a shorthanded goal, got to within one, but just couldn't find um, that final goal. Not like they didn't have chances. There was a chance late where I think it was Brandon Piku was in behind everybody and, you know, just dipsy doodled and Matt O'Donnell just came up at the right time. It's just like, ugh. You know, you, you, luck didn't pay off that way. So, this team is still in really good standing. I think they're in really good hands. They're a really good place right now. But they got a three-game set coming up against this same Johnstown Tomahawks team. So, three games, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, all on hockey TV. If you can't make it down to the uh, the den, I don't see why you couldn't. I mean, it's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday set. you got three chances to see it. Why not see all three, right? Why not go ahead and see all three uh, in this one. This will be a 7, 7.30, and 2 p.m. Uh, times on that one. So why not? Why not, Pop? Go ahead, because they'll see Johnstown again in a bit time. Like they, This is a little Johnstown strike. So they'll play Johnstown 3, then they'll play Philadelphia Rebels after their bye week, then they'll go to Philadelphia for a weird Tuesday matchup, and then they'll play um, again against the uh, Tomahawks, at uh, at Johnstown on the 18th and 19th, so a lot of stuff coming up here. So we uh, Maryland still hasn't seen Northeast. They'll see them in the beginning of December. Still hasn't seen Maine. They'll see them at the beginning of January. A um, whole lot of moving and a whole lot of moving parts going on. So uh, should be a fun time for all. But get down this weekend, seven o'clock Friday, seven thirty Saturday, two p.m. matinee on Sunday. Don't you dare miss it. If you do, if you're not able to. Um, Hockey TV's got your coverage. NHL, NAHL TV's got your coverage. So go ahead, check that out, and uh, take in a Black Bears game. As this team is hot right now, hottest ticket in Maryland hockey, I would have to say. Uh, so go ahead and uh, get your tickets now. Let's take a look at some uh, 
Maryland Black Bears alum. Why don't we? Huh? Yeah, sure. Let's start off with Luca DePasco, who, my goodness gracious, is this kid. Uh, you want to talk about a kid who put in the work, and we saw it last year, how much he was able to put in the work just as the season went on. Um, had a great season, 16-11-5, and 231 goals against, 924 save percentage, three shutouts. Hell of a season for him. Uh, one of the reasons why the Black Bears stayed so close. Him and Michael Morelli were stellar in net. But uh, DePasco has been lighting it up in the BCHL as he is 8-0-0 with a 188 goals against and a 914 save percentage. You want to talk about a kid who has uh, put in the work and saw what can happen because, let's be honest, uh, he was a draft-eligible player last year. He was on the draft radar. He was on the central scouting uh, list. So, man, what a huge, huge season he's having this year. It's good to see Luca have a uh, a nice breakout year in Penticton. And Penticton, one of the one of the areas that has a lot of history behind it, a uh, a place that produces a lot of great college players and some solid NHLers too. So, uh, a good place for him to go is uh, right up there in uh, the BCHL. One player he played against this weekend was. Uh, a uh, guy he didn't cross paths with because he was already up in the BCHL, but Garrett Sidlowski, uh, former Black Bear, two seasons, 1920 and 2021. Uh, he had a decent season last year with Wenatchee, 31 points in 52 games. And this year, starting off pretty solid, one goal, three assists in seven games so far. So uh, Sid having himself a season projected for 29 points over 51 games. So uh, good to see him having a nice little uh, resurgence as well in terms of uh, what he's been able to do in the BCHL. Bryden Sinclair, who played for the Black Bears in the 2019-20 season and at the start of the 2020-21 season, he is uh, now playing Division Three hockey at Anna Maria College. So congrats to him. He was the captain of the uh, OCN Blizzard team last year, netting 24 points in 54 games and 156 penalty minutes. My goodness gracious, that's a lot. But now he's attending Anna Maria College, uh, the AMCATs, I don't know what that means, but cool. Uh, they uh, they are in Paxton, Massachusetts. So shout out to to Bryden Sinclair on that one. Really cool to see him advance. He was always a solid uh, solid player for the Black Bears when he was there back there on the defensive side of things. So and and to see he got a little offensive jump too, uh, going back for the OCN Blizzard for his last year of junior hockey and now advanced over to uh, over to the uh, college side of things. Kevin Scott getting some time uh, finally off the injured list and now playing for the Fargo Force in the USHL. Only played two games uh, and two penalty minutes to show, but a plus three so far. He was out injured for a bit and uh, was able to get into some games this past uh, couple of days here, this past couple of weeks. So a shout-out to him to get back on it. Aiden McDowell starting his time uh, at Stevenson University, that exhibition game this weekend, and he got himself his first Collegiate goal against Wilkes in the exhibition side of things, but still counts for something. He's out there in critical times, still has a solid shot. And, uh, yeah, good to see him advance on and staying close to home so Black Bears fans can go up and uh, up to Reisterstown and see him should they want to and have the time for themselves. Wilmer Skoog uh, out there in BU. He has got himself an assist this year uh, and a big win for BU this past weekend at UConn. Got himself an assist and a plus three and drew a penalty. 
as he apparently said something about something, and the goalie punched him in the face. So, uh, yeah, interesting situation there for him. Uh, coming off a 30-point season, 15-15 and 15 last year with BU as he enters his senior year uh, or his fourth year, depending on what he does with that COVID year as well. Um, so four games, one assist. We will see Mr. Skoog pick it up, I'm sure, as the season progresses. Brian Smith, who was uh, one of the uh, multiple defensemen the Black Bears had towards the uh, at the end of the 2020-2021 season, um, he was uh, playing in Bethel last year, Division Three. Plays there again this year, so he had uh, a goal and an assist in 11 games last year. Now in his sophomore year, uh, he will probably see a little bit more time in the Bethel University area. So good for Brian to uh, get that advancement as well. Anthony Malika is uh, our last subject. He's up at St. Lawrence University. Of course, he played uh, a few uh, a few games with the Black Bears in the 1920 season, 21 games for seven points that year. And, of course, he won a Robbie Cup last year as part of the New Jersey Titans, um, now playing at St. Lawrence University. Played one game uh, already this season, so good for him to get his foot into the NCAA uh, era there. So... There's a little look at some of the uh, some of the MMB alum or MBB alum. I don't know why I want to double up the M. Maybe I just want some peanut butter M and M's. Either way, um, that's how it goes. But in any case, uh, that's it. That'll do it for us. We got Johnstown again coming up here, and we'll see what we can do with all of that. We'll be back next week for a review, and we'll f- kind of figure out what we're gonna do after the uh, the week after that, because uh, we might we might take a bye week ourselves. Maybe we'll see. See what we can figure out. But in any case, uh, I'm Scotty Waz. Take care of yourself and someone else. This has been Defending the Den, part of the Face Off Hockey Show Media Faction and PodcastMonsters.com. You guys have a safe week. Have a fun week. Stay uh, stay warm and cozy out there as we are getting to the fall months and November's rearing its ugly head. In any case, you guys stay good until the next time we talk with you. Peace. <laughs>